Hey friends, this is Jen coming in with a content warning before we get into this episode. We are talking about some heavy and some hard things, including divorce, coming out, suicide, bullying, and mental health. If any of these topics are hard for you, maybe go back and revisit one of your favorite episodes. And we are not mental health professionals, so if you're struggling with these challenges or any others, we always encourage you to talk to a professional. Okay, now let's spill some tea. Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. Except this episode is Beauty and the Tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Jen Eads, a blue belt full of curiosity and questions, and I got no tea to spill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. And I mean, I got some tea. (laughs) (laughs) The tea is scalding. (laughs) I'm Jennifer Risser, and I'm a purple belt who always skips warm-ups, frankly. To be honest. (laughs) That was not part of our five ways to get better at jujitsu immediately. I mean, I'm not trying to go brown. (laughs) (laughs) Purple for life. (laughs) Uh, Risser, tell us how this episode thought process came <laughs> to be. I was just sitting on the couch. I don't even know what we were watching. And I was like, you know what we should do? Beauty and the tea, where I call you out for not following your own advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I get to be here for this. Now, what's what's the, the big thing you wanted to call me out for? <laughs> My favorite thing is that AJ always, it's very good advice. She always gives advice of making a game plan, whether it's a training game plan, a competition game plan try to coach her to have a game plan and she doesn't there was one time you were prepping for worlds this year and i look over and you're doing an omoplata and i was like is that in your game plan and you were like i think so and i was like that's (laughs) rachel's game plan (laughs) your game plan was do not omoplata (laughs) it's a little bit of a do as i say not as i always do exactly what i was gonna say but what i will say is i had a very strong game plan for pans 2020 and i won That's true. So I do recognize the value and it is really good as an instructor for my students to have a game plan um, so that I can help them fix things. Uh, But I think as kind of a self-coached person, sometimes I have wandered off into the woods. (laughs) (laughs) I try to be your coach. You don't listen to me. Like, what does that purple belt know? (laughs) Idiot. Idiot. Um, Okay, so let's go for some of the easy questions we got first. Thank you to everyone that submitted questions. It's so nice that people actually do look at our Instagram. Right? Makes me very happy. (laughs) We appreciate the back and forth conversation. Exactly. (laughs) It it very much helps with content creation ideas for the podcast. Yes. (laughs) Very helpful. Okay, so first piece of tea is Emily Kwok is our first instructor that we announced for Role Model Camp, Indie Base Camp 2023. So we did announce that on um, our personal Instagram and the the Role Model Instagram and my personal Facebook. But for the podcast listeners that didn't know that, Emily Kwok is our first instructor. Yay! I'm so excited. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah. Were you at the camp where she taught last time? I was. That was my very first ever camp. Ooh, that was a heavy camp. That was, yeah. Emily taught some good jujitsu, but as even as a blue belt, I was like, this is too much jujitsu for me. I'm not good <laughs> enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> she is so profound. Like, I feel like you could just like fill the gym with just like 
quote bubbles from her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've talked about doing that, frankly. Yeah. yeah. It's vinyls up on the wall, Emily Kwok. And she doesn't understand why people like her, which is wild. Yeah. Good to be humble, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, after our announcement, because we did it live with her, she was like, I hope people like it. I hope people want me there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, last time we had Emily Kwok, we sold out camp in January. Yeah. So, and we're already almost 50% sold out now. So. That's big. I think if I could replace the cranky, like, Ruth Langmore with Emily Kwok, I would probably be a lot better off in every aspect of my life, <laughs> but yeah, you just need like Emily Kwok is the little like angel on your yeah, shoulder. <laughs> exactly. Instead of Ruth Langmore, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Emily Kwok just, how could we make this better? <laughs> Love that. Okay. So, um, somebody asked about leaving the gym when, like, how do you know when it's time to leave a gym and starting over at a new gym? So I guess I kind of want to throw this to you, Jen, because like you didn't fully start over at a new gym, but you kind of did. You know, like you left your home gym yeah, to come down and train at Role Model. How was that? Like, was there anything hard or? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was great having my gym 10 minutes from the house. That was awesome. Um, I think your home is where your coach is. Yeah. For me. So it takes a little longer to get here, but now I have time to listen to podcasts. So that <laughs> is good. the upshot of it. I have more time. Like if I've had a bad day on the mat, I have more time to decompress a little bit before I walk into the house, I'm sure <laughs> which is really good it. for a marriage. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming down here might be the best thing for my marriage ever. <laughs> I love That's that. Amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> jiu-jitsu it's good for relationships (laughs) can be do you have any thoughts on how to know when it's time to leave uh it's there are so many reasons you might wish to live leave a gym so you know without more context it's hard to know but i think that maybe you just think about like okay does my instructor fit my core values you know is it an instructor issue is it a scheduling issue is it a money issue you know if it's if the gym is important to you and the culture fits your vibe or your values you know, is it fixable? Going by that, you know, like, is it fixable? Because like, if you talk about it's a money issue or a scheduling issue, maybe talk to your coach and see if there are any other options. Um, you know, maybe they were going to start a new class next month that, you know, you didn't know about, or you were just the push they needed to start a new class or something like that. Or maybe there's some stuff you can do around the gym to help supplement the cost or something like that. But yeah, I think talking to your coach is good. I think... If it's a problem with the coach or the team, I don't know. I think about when when I was like younger in high school or something, if any of my friends were like thinking about breaking up with their boyfriends or whatever, I would be like, do it. Because if you're thinking about it, it's already not a good relationship. It's Mm -hmm. not fair to you. It's not fair to them. Like, um, and so it would just be like, you know, you either, (laughs) you have a couple of choices here. You can like do what it takes to fix it or move on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that was always my relationship advice as a teenager. Um, and it really, you know, like, it, you know, it, it's more complicated than that as an adult. But I think that kind of the same thing holds. Like if you're thinking about it and, you know, like really thinking about it, 
Go try out some other gyms. See if something fits your vibe better. You know, sometimes you'll find the grass isn't greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you thought that things should be run a certain way and they aren't. And you look everywhere else and it's not run a different way there either. I don't know. Like, I think trying it out and seeing. And then as far as like starting over at a new gym, I think, you know, doing your best to integrate immediately, which can be very hard, Mm -hmm. very hard. But try to make it at least one friend, you know, like just kind of like uh-huh. how we talk about camp, you know, yeah. like just try to make one friend, um, somebody to drill with, like ask people to roll, try to do team events, you know, like if they're going out to dinner or invite somebody out to dinner, you know, like whatever it takes, just try to kind of integrate. Cause that's going to make you happier at that gym. Totally. And my best advice for starting at a new gym is, you know, learn the rules, learn the etiquette, learn the customs, you know, do you bow on the mat? Do you bow to a picture? I mean, you know, those aren't things we necessarily do. But, you know, some of the formalities sometimes can be um, important to the people that train there. So, you know, just kind of learn, can you ask an upper belt to roll? You know, what are the rules with stuff like that? So, you know, make sure that you're following sort of like the culture there. Learn the culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice for anywhere. Yeah. I think the hardest part about leaving a gym is leaving your friends. Oh, yeah. You know? I think, you know, like just even me leaving endurance, the hardest part was leaving those morning people. Mm -hmm. Like some of them followed us, but not everyone, you know, like it's not, yeah, it's not feasible for everyone. It's a drive. It is. And I miss those guys. I miss them a lot, but I sure I miss you. (laughs) I think true friendships will endure. The ones that are really your friends are going to be your friends even after you leave the gym. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, then that's, you know, now you know. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a rank issue, I would not run to a new gym quickly. You know, most of the time when you go to a new gym, you're not going to get ranked up fast. You know, you might be comparing yourself to other people in the gym. Why are they getting ranked up faster? But, you know, are they training more? When When you're both there, who's drilling more? Are you just showing up to class and sitting? Are you rolling? You know, are you improving? Look at yourself. So, you know, we've seen a fair amount of like, people chasing belts and I just that's not the purpose of jujitsu and I don't think you're ever going to be satisfied if you're chasing a belt agreed it's funny how different people can be about that too like some people are you know like please never give me my next belt (laughs) (laughs) Um, like I like to ask people you know like you know I'd like to see you get to your next belt in the next year or whatever however long it is depending on the belt um you know what do you think you need to work on and they're like oh I don't I'm not ready no like (laughs) or some are like god I've been waiting for it you know like how come you haven't given it to me yet like it's just I think coming at it with the approach of like I'd rather live at this belt forever (laughs) Mm -hmm. is probably a, a little bit better of a way to go well, I've bought a lot of blue lately, so I'm just kind of settling in to <laughs> you be here really for a while. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, I mean, really, blue belts typically the longest belt outside of black. I, that's how I was. My whole wardrobe was blue. I was blue for four and a half years. <laughs> everything I owned was blue. Yeah. And when you went so purple, many accessories, everything was everything purple. was purple. Absolutely. And when you went brown, nothing was brown. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah, but my best advice would just be, you know, don't be afraid to have just a direct conversation. You know, you can try to be passive aggressive or indirect, but you're not going to get answers if you don't just be direct with your coach or with whoever's the problem. You know, this is a pay to play sport. Don't take treatment that you is wrong. You know, like don't be treated in a way you don't want to be treated, but also adult conversations can solve a lot. I have a question for you. Okay. Kind of building on going to a new gym. What was the scariest thing for you 
to start your own school? Hmm. Hmm. Scariest thing. Okay. So, I mean, we'll kind of get so much. There, um, there's a lot of layers to this. A lot of layers. There are a lot of layers to that. It's hard. Let's talk. Let's go back to like 2000, opening my own school. For that, we paid a percentage of our income. So like we subleased out of a Taekwondo school. So it was pretty easy because it, it wasn't that scary because if we made zero, they made zero. Yeah. So like if we made a hundred bucks, we gave them 50 or whatever. I don't mm -hmm. remember what the original percentages were. So it wasn't scary because there wasn't overhead. A couple of years later when we opened a place and it was like, okay, now we have to be able to afford this lease. And so that was kind of scary. Like who's going to follow us? Because um, we, we kind of went pretty far away from our original location. Will people do contracts? That was something I was terrified of. Like, will people not stay because they don't want to sign a, an agreement? Just kind, kind of little stuff like that. Um, I think for me, a lot in the beginning of opening schools, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know to be scared. <laughs> I was also, you know, just kind of in a like, life is short, let's just go for it, jump off the cliff kind of mentality. And I took a lot of pride in the lives we were changing. So it was like, you know, no matter what, no matter if we're losing our house and our cars and whatever, we're doing a lot of good in the world. And so that made it easier to not be afraid. Um, as far as opening role model grappling, one of the scary things was we basically had to do it in two days. <laughs> we had to have everything, the LLC, the bank account, the insurance, insurance, the, yeah. I knew waivers, website, yeah. phone number. Yeah, exactly. We had to get a new phone, a new phone number. Everything had to be done in like two days time. So I think one of the big scary things was like, are we missing things? Like, what yeah. are we, you know, everything had to be changed so quickly. The signs, like just, it was so much. And a lot of money out at the beginning, you know, so it's scary because we'll talk about it a little bit more, but like, we're kind of like splitting students. Um, and so there's some sadness to that too, mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you're losing a lot of people that were a part of your life for so long and some scariness, you know, like, are we going to be able to afford to make the bills and stuff like that? So I think that's probably the scariest part is like, how do we make sure to provide a good product for people, good safe space for people and assure them that like, we're going to make it like, I know there's some fear and there's some fear mongering <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> we're not going to be able to stay open. And so I think people were a little afraid too. Mm -hmm. So I think like just easing people's fears and letting them know, like we're creating a safe space and this safe space is going to be here for you a long time. Cause one thing I know is like, I can run a good gym, you know, yeah. like I know that even if we had to fully start over, we could build it and it would be great. So I guess we go to Ashley's uh, question. Oh yeah. That kind of builds on. Top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, Ashley said, what happened with AJ's marriage and who is she seeing now? <laughs> There's some tea for you. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I am divorced. I left my husband. It's been quite some time now, long before anyone else knew. I think that would be the. <laughs> um, I was seeing someone for a while, but now we're married. Yay! <laughs> Surprise! So this is my wife, Risser. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So, you know, there was a, a lot to that, just kind of talking about, I guess, a little bit of spilling the tea. I think that by introducing my wife, you recognize that I am a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Right? Yes, yes. Beauty and the gays. Beauty and the gays. You know, so I just, I do want to talk about that just a little bit. That, first of all, that's not why me and my husband got divorced. I didn't, I didn't know I was gay. I had no idea. You know, some people know their whole life, but keep it inside, you know, whatever. I fully had no idea. Like now I look back at it and I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, there were I a just, lot of Melissa Etheridge concerts. <laughs> not to stereotype. Not to stereotype, but, but, but <laughs> my mom jokes that like she turned me gay because she took me to all the Melissa concerts. <laughs> Does she know she was at those concerts? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> Personal growth. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, like I really just, aside from like Melissa concerts or something and like as an adult, sure. I had more exposure, but like as a kid, as a teenager, I had almost no exposure to anyone gay. I, the kid that had a locker next to me had two moms and that's legit all I can like think about that I know, you know, like Mm -hmm. it just wasn't something I was exposed to at all. It never even was something that crossed my mind. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just had zero recognition of it. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, I've definitely been gay my whole life and just didn't know. <laughs> I just wasn't exposed. Um, I just wanted to be her friend. <laughs> I have a crush on her. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's funny to think back now and be like, I think that might have been a crush. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize it. And like, I just always thought I only had eyes for my husband. You know, my husband and I were together 23 years and I didn't find other people attractive. I mean, you know, like I could be like, oh, that's a good looking person. Yeah. But like, never was I attracted to anyone else. I think because I thought I it was supposed to be dudes. Like I thought yeah. I was supposed to be attracted to men <laughs> and I wasn't. And I did always think this is silly, but like I th- always thought lesbians were my people. And I thought it was because of like jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know, like I thought that like maybe they just, you know, like they should come in and train with us kind of thing. Not that like that was really my community. <laughs> um, so I, you know, always considered myself an ally, but never actually, you know, gay. <laughs> um, Surprise. And my husband and I had more issues than I recognized throughout our marriage. I thought we were blissfully happy. And a big part of that was me ignoring most things. I lived by a motto of I'd rather be in love than be right. And so I never stood up for anything I believed in ever. And I think pandemic did a lot to slow me down and make me like, I don't want to live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't know. I, I want to stand up for what I would believe in. There was so much hate rhetoric in, you know, the news and all of that. And I just, I didn't want to be a part of that. And I think being silent is being a part of that. And so I started feeling like, you know, I want to start standing up a little bit for what I believe in. And that was insanely hard to open my mouth and be like, I don't agree with you. Mm -hmm. Therapy helped a lot. (laughs) I got into therapy to 
really deal with my dad's suicide. It had been 10 years and I was still very much blaming myself a little bit, still blaming him. And so I started therapy because of that. And, you know, just because of kind of questioning, like just life, (laughs) you know, I didn't recognize it fully in the time, but there for a couple of years, I was definitely suicidal. I was having, you know, suicidal ideation. And I, I don't think I recognized how bad I was until I went back and started reading my journal entries after I was out of that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but one day, the day I knew it was definitely over, (laughs) basically I was told that, Hey friends, it's Jen. AJ really wanted to share an important part of her story here, but personally, I don't feel good sharing what her ex said because it was very homophobic and hateful and we would never want you to walk away from listening to this podcast feeling bad about who you are or who you love. So I opted to cut it out. If you want to DM AJ, maybe she'll tell you that story herself. And for me, I was like, how do you, how do I fit into that? Because I'm an ally and they were just like, I don't know. And I just was like, this can't be my life. I can't, I can't stay in this. Um, and it took, uh, you know, several months after that to like leave. But that was just the turning point where I was like, I know that this can't be my marriage. I, it can't. And I don't think it was always that way. I mean, there were definitely issues, but it wasn't always that deep. And I don't know, but it was, you know. I had to leave. And I fully decided I was going to leave in April of 21 and um, took about six weeks to actually get me out of the house, you know, just kind of slowly moving stuff out. And then I left (laughs) and moved in with Risser. (laughs) But yeah, so I guess that's, you know, kind of the tea. That's kind of, I think that um, part of me wants to talk about it. You know, I mean, like, even just from the standpoint of, if you listen to any of the past podcasts, I sounded blissfully married. married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so just kind of, you know, talking about it from that standpoint, but also, you know, like this past week was the shooting in the nightclub in Colorado. And it's just a, a, a time to kind of realize, like, people still have a lot of hate built up. There's a lot of hate in the world. And... I don't know. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of a loving, accepting community. And even though starting Role Model Academy was hard, it's been so freaking great. Like the people, like we went and put up a booth at Pride and people just like stopping and saying, oh, you know, like I tried this other gym, but it didn't really seem good. Or, you know, we did some free self-defense seminars and uh, this guy was like, you know, like people purposefully bully me at my gym like they're dead naming me and they're you know Mm -hmm. just all kinds of stuff and it's just like I want to be a part of a safe place that people can come and do jujitsu and just feel welcome you know I had somebody contact me a couple nights ago that was like can I confide in you and I've known this kid since they were 18 years old and you know they came out to me they haven't told anybody and it's just like 
I've known them 20 years or so, you know, like, and it's just nice to be able to actually be that safe space and, you know, just kind of be like, Hey, if you want to be around the community and you want to get in some exercise or some stress relief or whatever, like you'll be respected and loved inside these four walls. Yeah. I mean, kind of going back to the, what was scary about opening a gym. I mean, being out and opening a gym was hard, you know, like we got a lot of hate. We've been getting a lot of hate during this time. You know, people been legitimately bullying us online and stuff. And, you know, those things are hard, but at the end of the day, having a safe space for people is worth it. Yeah. It's what we fought for. It's honestly the biggest thing. Like I didn't care about anything. I, you know, <laughs> I had a house paid for, you know, like I left my house behind. I left endurance behind. I let go of the name of what this Academy was and all the gear that went in it and all of that stuff. Like all I wanted was this space that our people would be safe in because yeah. we already had a, a, you know, a pretty queer community here yeah. at the gym. And I just knew that they really weren't welcome other places. Yeah. And um, I mean, you know, I'm sure there are definitely gyms they're welcome at, but like nothing close and nothing with the environment that we wanted to create. I think a lot of gyms approach it not like you're welcome, but you're not banned. You're tolerated. Like, you're yeah. tolerated. Yep. And there's a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I've really tried to live in my soul that I want to go places I'm celebrated, not just tolerated. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like that's, we're a very welcoming place here. And that goes for all of our members. We have a lot of varying religions and just, I don't know, just as everybody is welcome and celebrated. Celebrated. Yeah. 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 yeah like really welcome. Like wel welcome with open eye arms. Like tell us how to best make you feel at home here and feel like you belong amongst us. But yeah, in that meantime, or in, throughout this whole time, like, we have gotten a lot of hate, you know, I, there's a lot of men that I used to be friends with that are fully bullying me online and saying some very hateful things and calling me that. And, you know, like just, just being gross, you know, like mm -hmm. just so many gross things. So that's been hard and it is scary. And I think it's scariest going to tournaments and stuff and being like, all right, we're going to have to face all these people that, yeah. you know, like you're going to a seminar and you're like, who's going to be there. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I don't regret it at all. I'm very happy. Yeah. I just hope that people can kind of hear your story and like, if they're identifying with that, maybe reach out for help. If it's from you or if it's from someone else, you know, like AJ was obviously in a very, I don't even know the word, you know, like you, it, it was a very long-term, very settled relationship with a lot of stuff. You know, she kind of had to walk away from almost everything and she didn't have to, you know, she could have fought, but there was definitely a lot of fear involved, um, not just from the person involved, but from the menagerie of people that surround him. So, you know, if, if you're in a place where you are scared or you need help, please reach out to someone. A little, right. little heavy tea. Well, you know, we got all kinds of tea here. That's right. That's right. All, all flavors. <laughs> this is a strong one. Yeah. <laughs> he is piping. Um, but, you know, like I do think very strongly that um, it's never too late to live uh, your authentic self. Mm -hmm. um, that there, you may not know who your community is in the moment, but you will find them. You will find the people that will love and celebrate you and just you know, help you live a happy life as the person that you want to be. 
Yeah. I mean, I was in a marriage previously too. And we know so many people who are in marriages where they just feel like I've made my bed. I'm going to lie in it, you know, like, and that's how I felt. I felt very stuck, but there's always a way out. We will help you. <laughs> AJ told all her friends as a teenager to break up with their boyfriends. And I guess as adults, we're saying the same thing. <laughs> I was at the barbershop a uh, couple weeks ago. Yes, I go to the barbershop. Um, I have short hair. It's much they better. They give better haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> the last like hairdresser you used did some choices. <laughs> but this guy was complaining about his girlfriend. And I was like, man. I think you've got three options. Well, I thought it was his wife when he was talking about her. I was like, you've got three options. Because I was like, how old are you? He said, 35. I was like, oh, God, you've got so much time to live. Like, you can either go to therapy and fix it, or you can get a divorce, or you can live miserably for the next, I don't know, 35, 45 years. I don't know how you're gonna long you're going to live. And um, the whole barbershop was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> also, I forgot to tell you, my mom was so pleased that I fit in at the barbershop. <laughs> she thought that was like a rite of passage. She's like, you're just hanging with the guys there. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so you might've not known you were gay, but, uh, I sure had no idea either. <laughs> so, um, so my, my gaydar is so bad. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even figure out for myself until I was like 26, almost 27. I mean, so it's hey, never hey, been hey. good. <laughs> never I was been in good. my 40s. So, But you texted me and you're like, hey, are you coming to dinner tonight? Because like a bunch of the team was coming to dinner. I'm like, I'm not that social. So no. <laughs> it's in Greenwood, gross. Yeah, I'm not driving all the way down there. I'll see you in class. <laughs> yeah, so I'm at the zoo and we at this point we had told almost no one still like actually most people didn't even know that my husband and I had split you know this is months after we'd split so we were going to get the women's team together and kind of tell them what was going on and the goal was you know like tell them about the split and then tell them that Rissa and I are together and uh so I text you are you coming and you're like no and I was like okay but um I think I said Rissa and I are coming out at dinner tonight and you were like called me immediately <laughs> well no I texted you back and I was like please don't take this offensively but do you mean like coming out like you've left your marriage or like you're coming out <laughs> I was very confused the answer was yes yes because <laughs> you had known that my marriage had split but yeah, yeah. you know because we're close but you didn't know the further <laughs> Beth suspected yeah, she's she suspected before we were even together, though. Yeah, she's good like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she is the mayor for a reason. Yeah, and if you're new to the podcast, Beth is my wife, and she's like the knower of all things. Yeah, so for some people, this podcast just got a lot more gay than they realized. <laughs> <laughs> it's been gay the whole time, oh, suckers. You just didn't know. <laughs> Speaking of which, I believe you promised to tell the story of you and Beth meeting, right? Oh, uh, Mariah asked about that so kids a long time ago when people actually went out and went to bars and met people and there were no there was no tender we were not swiping on anything <laughs> there was a bar in town here in indy called utopia i'm just hanging out like on a thursday night minding my own business sitting at the bar drinking my miller light because i'm very fancy <laughs> And Beth walked in with some friends, like I did not know them, um, but one of the friends sent a beer to me and I drank it. I was like, waved, thanks, hey, thanks. 
It's not like I'm going to go down and have a conversation though, because I, I don't talk to strangers. <laughs> and just to clarify, you did know you were gay at this point, right? Oh yeah. I okay, was just a, making sure. This was a gay bar. This was a gay bar. Okay. Yes. Just making sure. I, I assume <laughs> based on the name. Yeah. <laughs> Figured it out. So her friend sent me a beer and like, that was it. And, but her friend kept talking about me, but was, would not come talk to me. So Beth is like, oh, no worries. I'll go talk to her for you because Beth's going to be the wingman. She's the worst wingman ever. Because <laughs> That was one time. One time. I know. She, she better not ever be a wingman again based on based that on experience. So she comes down. We're talking. She's like, don't worry about me. I'm not here to hit on you. I'm here because my friend likes you. And then we start talking. And then she forgot about her friend. <laughs> Some friend she is. I know. So then, I mean, that's kind of just how we met. And yeah, then the rest is beautiful history. <laughs> we don't get to talk about that. Didn't you stay with her for an extended period of time? That you, like, you all immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, there was like a week in between. Okay. Got oh, okay. Yeah. A respectable amount of time. Yeah. I mean, because I had to go out of town. So that was the reason you weren't in town to be. Right. So I was like, hey, do you want to go to a Pacer game when I get back? Like, I even called her from because like oh. we were not texting. There were, you didn't text in 2000. It was ancient times. <laughs> so I called her from California. I was like, hey, do you want to go to this Pacer game this weekend? And she's like, great. And then I got back into town and like the, we were going to the game on Saturday. I talked to her on Friday. And I'd been working downtown. She's like, do you want to come by on your way home and we'll make plans for the game? Because she is a planner. She has a game plan for everything. <laughs> and actually so, uses it. <laughs> she does. Yes. So I went to her house and she says she invited me over for a beer and I never left. <laughs> Which is pretty much true. So I will own that. I will own that tea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they lived happily ever after. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's 22 years into it. So, oh God, our anniversary is coming up in a few days. (laughs) That's a good reminder. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Glad to be here. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the story. There you go, Mariah. (laughs) It was a good story. Yes. (laughs) You know, another question we got was what's the next big thing planned and what are we working on? Jen, what's your next big thing planned? I got nothing. Well, it doesn't have to be jujitsu, you know. What's your know. what's your podcast? What like, are you are working you teaching? on? Are you yeah. writing songs? Are you putting out an album? Are you performing anywhere? I am just on cruise control right now <laughs> through the end of the year That's and nice. trying to manage the abundance of clients that I have in podcasting and figuring it all out. So I am just like, I'm going to jujitsu, taking care of my people. That is my plan. Like there is no earth shattering, big vision, (laughs) you know, and, and it feels like the opposite of what you hear from like all the goal setting and all that, you know, you got to have this and you got, I'm just going to like live in this moment for a little while and just enjoy that everything is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. You don't always have to be building. No, it's nice to just kind of take it all in and spend a little time and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying yes to things. And I feel like as I do that, then the next thing will kind of reveal itself and find me. But I'm not on a mission to go find the next big thing. Yeah. That's yeah. overwhelming. 
Yeah. Being an international celebrity is hard. <laughs> so hard. So many I mean, demands. I was talking to Taylor the other day. And, <laughs> I mean, you guys are going to take down Ticketmaster I, I together. Know, basically, <laughs> yes. Speaking of international, you do have some big jujitsu plans, yes? Ooh. Yes. I, oh, I sent my uh, passport in to be renewed this week. Yes! yes. Uh, I've been looking at flights. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest jujitsu plan is to go to Costa Rica, but I mostly just want to learn how to surf. Yeah. Same. I would yeah. love to learn how to surf. It's great that I'll get to do some jujitsu, but I really want to surf. I do too. So maybe that's the big, the big vision. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, if I can get up on a paddleboard on Eagle Creek on a relatively calm day, I it's can totally surf. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Smith went to a camp recently and she was very adamant. She was not surfing. And by the end of it, they got her to, and they got her up on the board and everything. So it helps that Emily surfed. Exactly. <laughs> I think all the instructors there surfed, right? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, we're, we're definitely doing it. I'm in. Nacho, one of the, like the headed jujitsu instructor at Hero BJJ is also a surf instructor. So it's going to be, maybe he can trip. help us like yeah. use our jujitsu brains to learn how to surf. I don't know <laughs> Based on today, I don't know if my jujitsu brain is really going to be helpful in, in that. So that's a good reminder that Role Model does have a Costa Rica retreat coming up. Get registered. It's in February the 19th. Yep. 19th through the 23rd, I think. We should know the dates by now. We really it should. Is the it, those are the right the dates. Those are the right Fantastic. Yeah. Way to go, Jen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, that registration is on HeroBJJ.com. Please get registered if yeah. you're going. Yeah. Uh, actually, somebody told us that this is the best week to buy flights, so we should really buy our flights. We, we were should. supposed to do that two days ago, but mm -hmm. we forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do that. Yeah, that feels right. Uh, what about you? Any big plans coming up for you? Camp. Big thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the camps. I think it might yeah. be all the camps. <laughs> we're going to Costa Rica. We're going to Alchemize Camp. Our camp, obviously. I know you've got other camps going. You've got the queer camp in Indy. <laughs> yeah. And then what's, don't you have another camp? Not revealed yet, but yes. She gave me a hint, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have lots of camps that I'm teaching at next year. I'd like to do a few more seminars. I am doing a seminar at Fit Power coming up in December, December 3rd. So that's in Milwaukee. If anyone's near Milwaukee, come see me. And it's so cheap. It's stupid cheap. It's $35. Yeah. It's so cheap. And we're doing Nightmare Before Christmas theme. So we're going to do some like spooky techniques and some festive techniques. Yeah, it'll be super fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, also, Risser's kind of in charge of our website stuff, her and our pal nathan and we have a lot of gear that we're oh, going to be true. coming out with in the next like week or two i'm in denial about it because i have to get it on the website <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a big gear drop for role models we have some shorty shorts some long shorts like fight shorts mm -hmm. we have our christmas rash guard mm -hmm. or our holiday rash guard sports bras singlets, singlets. yep and i guess a surprise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also have hoodies. Mm -hmm. uh, none of those things are on the website, but maybe probably not when this comes out. We'll <laughs> but probably, we'll, we'll by, see. probably like it early December, they'll be up. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of fun gear coming out. So I'm excited about kind of branching out more into the gear line. Nice. That's good tea. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh, and probably our ranked sets because some of you have been like waiting on me to put our ranked sets up. But the problem is we just keep selling them. People <laughs> in our gym keep buying them. So it's hard to keep stock. Uh, so I'm going to get those on the website, too. Nice. That's very exciting. I love our ranked sets. They're so cute. Yeah. I like them a lot. I like the pattern a lot. Yep. There it is. All right. Very good. That's all the tea. Yeah. So do we have any on and off the mat tips that came from this conversation? 
have the hard conversations. Yeah. Live yeah. your best life. That, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, if you're having trouble with your coach or a teammate, have the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Go to therapy <laughs> for Go the therapy. love of God. <laughs> Everyone needs therapy. (laughs) Therapy has been great for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't know how I would have made it through all of this without therapy. I really don't. Cannot tell you. I've, I went to therapy a couple times throughout my life briefly, but nothing as intense as I've done over the past year and a, or I guess two and a half years now. But yeah, it's, it's been life saving. I was going to say life changing, but I think life saving is really the. And I think a hard lesson that you had to learn was that the first therapist is not always the right therapist. AJ went through some really not good therapists. You know, if you had a therapist and you hated them or, you know, got bad advice, don't be afraid to look for somebody new. Yeah. Yeah. It, it always feels daunting to start over and like retell your story or whatever. Um, but it's worth it. Like I finally found a good therapist that I've been with for a long time now and it's fantastic. It's very helpful. And it's helpful with all aspects. Like, you know, sometimes I'm coming in like, how do I handle this student? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do I do? Speaking of handling students, one other big thing I have starting is I'm doing a business mastermind for jujitsu people. So, um, that's going to be on the third Friday of every month. Um, and it's, you can have a jujitsu school or a jujitsu brand, um, you know, gear or anything like that. And we actually have some people that do other things like photography or pet training that are just jujitsu people, you know, because then you're with like-minded people. So it doesn't necessarily matter what kind of business you're in, but if you are, if you have a business and you would like some coaching, I will be doing masterminds the third Friday of every month. Do people know what masterminds are? So basically it's a number of people, whatever that is, depending on the group and everybody comes with like their own issues. And that can be anything that can be you know, how do I handle this instructor or this student? How do I, you know, get more signups? How do I build a women's team? How do I get referrals? You know, like, what do I do with this website? I don't know anything, you know, like it can be anything at all. And then the group as a whole kind of helps answer the questions. And then I kind of come in and help because I've been a business coach for over a decade now, and I've owned a gym for 23 years. So I kind of come in with some knowledge bombs. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Okay, friends, that is a wrap on Beauty and the Tea. But if you want to hang out with us, we are out on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. And I'm hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm on TikTok at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Clearman everywhere you go, unless I'm role model grappling everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jay Riz and the His on Instagram. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on, on the, the mat. mat. Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company and brought to you by Role Model Grappling.